It's the debut of a new segment, the Tuesday Trade Block. We're taking your suggestions on a potential trade package between the Oakland A's and the Tampa Bay Rays. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer and podcaster. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. And today's episode idea and hopefully a new segment, a weekly segment on the show, comes from a regular listener in the show, Jake Larson. He responded to our Friday Oakland Athletics Farm episode uh, with a question on Twitter, and he said, With the pending roster crunch ahead and the Rays having a handful of potential blocked prospects, do you think there's a match for a trade that would net Sean Murphy and Seth Brown? So let's set the stage here. Oakland A's, Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Oakland A's, 60 and, and 102 last year. So 46 games back at the Astros. Promoted a bunch of young players. Uh, they brought up catcher Shagling Lears to play catcher in the uh, the last 30, 40 games or so. Uh, they promoted Christian Pache early in the year, got him in the Matt Olson trade. They also shipped out Matt Chapman. And so kind of a tearing it down, saving money on, on payroll and things like that. And they lost 100 games. Tampa Bay Rays, conversely, 86 and 76, lost in the American League wildcard round to the Guardians, who are, as you watch this, you already know whether the Guardians or the Yankees won. I don't know yet. So when I later, I'm going to give you the odds for both teams. But kind of setting the stage for why we're having this conversation. So let's go to the, to the athletics first. Uh, one, like I said, Shea Langoliers is up and looks to be the catcher of the future for the athletics. So they're looking at trading Sean Murphy. So Sean Murphy, uh, 2016 third rounder out of Wright State. He debuted in 2019, and he's hitting his final year of pre-arbitration in 2023. Three years of arbitration and then free agency. 6'3", 228, big boy. He's a catcher. It's fine. Uh, Career slash line, 236, 326, 429. 46 career home runs. uh, 23% walk rate across his career that has been getting better every year. 10% 10% walk rate. Uh, and the thing here is defense. Known for his defense, right? 2021 Gold Glover, uh, considered to be a, just a great defender. 84th percentile on framing. 96th percentile on pop time. 31% caught stealing. And so, considered to be a very good defender. Like I said, just over two years of service time. So, you've got uh, one year of league minimum in 23. Three years of arbitration. And then he's a free agent. Uh, very, very common assumption that he's going to get moved by Oakland. Uh, to go along with that, Seth Brown, uh, outfielder and first baseman. He's played everything. So 2015, 19th rounder out of Lewis Clark State College, which I could not tell you where that is. I would assume it's the Midwest, given kind of the name and where Lewis and Clark went. But debuted in 2019, a little bit of an older player. I think he's 30 or 31 right now. He has two pre-arbitration years left, 
Um, and then obviously three years of arms. So five years of team control. It's going to take a lot to get both of these guys. 6'1", 223, and career slash line, 229, 298, 454. 45 home runs, 27.4% career strikeout rate, 8.5% career walk rate, 16 stolen bases, not a big part of his game. But um, he, he can play first base more than capably, and then he's played at least 20 games at all three outfield positions. He had, I think, 21 games in center. He played left. He played right. And so a lot of defensive versatility there, which we know the Rays like. And then I really think that the shift change could be, you know, the rules on shifts could be really big for Seth Brown. And Eno Saris of The Athletic had a piece where he went through some of the guys who were projected to have a big increase in, in production after the shift. Because he hits a lot of ground balls and line drives that are, you know, 100 miles an hour and hits into the shift. He gets shifted 88.6% of the time. And when you go into StatCast and you look at his weighted on-base percentage with the shift and without the shift. So with the shift in place, and it's an extreme shift, it's a three guys to the right side, uh, 314 weighted on-base percentage. When you look at it without the shift, 398. So almost 80 points difference between shifted and non-shifted. And obviously, you're not going to have a full shift on him next season because the shift restrictions are in place. Two guys on each side of the second base bag and uh, all four infielders on the dirt. So uh, a guy who has the potential to make a big positive change to his statistics when we get into 2023. And so it makes sense that you want to go out and get a young cost-controlled guy who's got versatility at multiple places, multiple bases, as well as should see an increase in production when the shift is gone. And the reason we're matching the Rays up here, there's a couple different reasons why we're, we're taking the Rays and we're matching them with the Oakland A's. And one is just the positional need, right? So catchers, for the Rays. They lost Mike Zunino. I think it was thoracic outlet syndrome. So Mike Zunino didn't didn't really have anything in 2022. The collective slash line for catchers in Tampa Bay's system. And this counts the guys that they started the season off with, Francisco Mea and Rene Pinto, as well as they traded for Christian Bethencourt at the deadline. 224, 248, 373. One of the worst slash lines in baseball from the catching position. And the issue you have is the highest prospect that you have in your system as a catcher, the best catching prospect you have is a 2022 second, uh, fourth rounder, Dominic Keegan out of Vanderbilt. He spent some time at single A today, but you're looking at 2025 in an optimistic scenario to see him up. So you have to fill this hole some other way. First base. Terrible performances from first base. Yiman Choi was the number one um, first baseman for the Rays this year. He started 98 games at first base. Slash line of 233, 341, 388 with 11 home runs. First baseman for the Rays only hit 19 total home runs. Choi had 11. Harold Ramirez had 6. And Jonathan Aranda had 2. And so you need power production. 
Uh, and and really, I mean, you need offensive competency from your first baseman. Slugging of under 400 from your starting first baseman is not good at all. And then to go along with this is the roster situation for the Rays. So the 40-man roster, you've got um, five noteworthy free agents. So starting pitcher Corey Kluber, who was the only Rays pitcher to have 30 starts on the season. I think only like five of them put up 10 starts, but he had 30. You know, he had 30. So Mike Zunino, free agent. David Peralta, the outfielder, free agent. And then Kevin Kiermeyer has a club. He's technically not a free agent. He has a club option for 2023, um, $13 million. And his season ended in July because of a hip injury. But before that, he was 228, 281, 369. And he's in his, you know, getting into the upper part of his lower 30s. So odds are they're going to decline that club option. So what you do here, dropping four of the five biggest contracts that you have on the team, you save right under $35 million in payroll by these guys leaving. If all of them leave, I do think Kluber might get a deal to come back. But to go along with this, you have a ton of 40-man roster decisions to make. Durham has 10 position players who are Rule 5 eligible, as well as Taj Bradley, which is a no-doubter. You have to protect Taj Bradley. And then Montgomery has, I mean, most of the roster in Montgomery, in AA Montgomery, is Rule 5 eligible. Kyle Manzardo, I think, is the only position player that's not Rule 5 eligible this year. And you're looking at, you know, he's not eligible until 2024. He's your number one uh, first base prospect, top five guy, but uh, his his ETA isn't until I'd think probably twenty twenty four. So he he'd be added to the forty man before he became Rule Five eligible anyway. And so you need to get guys out of the system. You've got prospects that are blocked. Obviously, you've got shortstops that you've moved to other positions because you you know you have a Wander Franco. You've got guys that have to move. So I think these systems are good as far as the athletics can get quantity of talent. The Rays can fill two of their biggest needs in one deal. So in just a minute, I want to get into proposals from fans of both sides as far as who should move and who should go. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. You can get the latest player developments, team matchups, news, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information, live betting, up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. They push the football a lot. That's the biggest sport in the country. But They've got updated World Series odds. Again, as you are watching this, you know whether the Yankees or the Guardians are in the ALCS. I do not know at time of recording. So, World Series odds to win right now. Uh, Jimmy Shapiro, our buddy from Bet Online, sent out an email to us with odds. The Houston Astros, plus 160, so 8 to 5 odds. The San Diego Padres, plus 300, 3 to 1 odds. The Philadelphia Phillies, plus 350, so 7 to 2 odds. And then uh, the the two worst odds to make uh, to win the World Series as of Sunday night: uh, Guardians plus seven fifty, so that's fifteen to two odds, and New York Yankees plus eight fifty, seventeen to two odds. 
Uh, Bet Online has the Guardians winning the ALDS over the Yankees. And then they have the Padres favored to win the NLCS. They have the Astros favored to beat either the Yankees or the Guardians. So Bet Online says San Diego versus Houston. We'll see what happens. But BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events. MLB, playoffs, obviously, MMA, boxing, golf. So head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action because BetOnline is where the game starts. Okay, so trade proposals. So from the Rays side, the proposal that we got, and I want to say that it was Jake, maybe it was somebody in Jake's mentions, but either way. The proposal that we got for Sean Murphy and Seth Brown from Oakland was Vidal Bruhan, Josh Lau, Luis Patino, and Willie Vasquez. So brief on some of these guys real quick. Vidal Bruhan, technically no longer a prospect. Uh, he's exhausted eligibility because he's been called up so many times, sent back down so many times. Um, He's one of those guys, he's played second base, he's played shortstop, he's played outfield. His major league totals over 60 games aren't great. 150, 207, 231. His career minor league numbers are better. 288, 371, 424. 37 home runs in 560 games. Power's not a big part of his game, as you can tell. But the thing about Vidal Bruhan, fantastic athlete, one of the best base runners in the system, Uh, Plus arm, hands aren't as great as you would like. And so I think that he would be an above average defender in the middle infield. He's played outfield. He has the range, the arm obviously to do it. Uh, He's worked offensively to get better at the plate and specifically to hit with more power. I don't necessarily think he's ever going to be a big power guy. But the contact skills have been there. They haven't showed up at the big league level yet, but the power skills have been there. I'm sorry, the contact skills have been there. More of a pure hitter from the left side. Swings and misses more as a righty. I think the big the big appeal behind Videl Bruhan is the versatility. You can play him. He's playable all over the infield and all over the outfield. So you can put him in... Left and right and center. You can put him at second. You can he can fill in at short if you need him to. He can play. He has the arm to play third. And so a team like Oakland, who is in the process of bringing of getting prospects ready for the show, Vidal Bruhan's a very useful piece to be there because he can play lots of different positions. When you know put him at your spot of biggest need. When you have a prospect who is ready to come up at, let's say, second. You can move Adel Bruhan off of second and put him somewhere else, and he will still play just fine and look fantastic. So a lot of versatility there behind what you're trying to do um, with Fidel Bruhan and a useful piece for a, for a team. Josh Lau, and I'm still, is it Lowe or Lau? I don't, there's so many of these guys. There's Brandon, there's Nathaniel, there's Josh, and I don't know one of them is different from all of the rest. I'm assuming Josh is different because Brandon and Nathaniel are family, but whatever. Anyway, 
but Josh Lowe, 6'4", 205, got two games in 2021, but played 50 games this year in the bigs. So 54 games, no longer technically a prospect. 225, 291, 346. Two home runs at the big league level in 54 games. But his career, his minor league numbers, 268, 353, 445. Another one of those guys, fantastic defender, uh, fantastic arm in the outfield. Something where he... He trades batting average for power. Maybe he does it a little bit too much. And so he ends up coming out to like a fringe to average hitter, but having plus power. Still has to adjust to the big league game, but everything else about him is plus. His speed, his defense, um, his arm, everything is plus. And so there's a lot of potential here. And I think his ceiling can be, once offensively it comes together, can be like a peak or prime Kevin Kiermeyer as far as very good defense, good speed, good arm, and enough offensive ability to contribute to your team at the major league level as an everyday regular. Uh, to go along with that, the proposal was Luis Patino, um, major league, I mean, major league pitcher. He pitched in 2020 with San Diego. Uh, pitched 19 games in 21, and then six games in 22. So had been as high as the number three prospect in the system. Uh, considered to have a very good slider, but he's got multiple years of team control. Fastball is probably a 70 grade. Slider is, I'd say, 60. If you could do 65, I'd say 65. Changeups above average. Curveballs maybe a little bit below average. He's worked on it. Maybe it's average now. I haven't actually watched a ton of him in 2022. With with above average control. And so a guy not going to be a world beater, not going to be a, a front of the rotation guy, but definitely a, you know, a middle of the rotation, number three, number four, who's going to eat innings for a non-contender. You know, he's not the Atlanta Braves, number three. He's not the Philadelphia Phillies, number three. But for Oakland, he's absolutely a number three right now as they have these young pitchers trying to go. And importantly, a couple years of cost control still. Uh, the last guy, Willie Vasquez. So this is the only um, real kind of prospect in this package. Uh, 2019 IFA, he was expected to be a third baseman and looks like he's a shortstop. Um, hit tools better than his power tool. Everything is at least average or above average. So... Uh, good bat speed. His max exit below somewhere like 111 or so. Um, very good with a lot of the intangibles. Understanding the game, being a leader, and all of that. Defensively, he's been working to try to stay at short. Um, it's one of those like physically developing out of shortstop. But um, has decent agility. Has an above average arm. And so would give them a potential shortstop of the future. They've got a couple guys in the system to portray as a shortstop of the future. But that was the package. MLB trade values gives that package at 24.6 points. In ret you know, conversely, Brown and Murphy together come out to 56.2. Most of that value is Murphy. Murphy's 51 of the 56 points. So I think that this package maybe by itself isn't necessarily enough for Oakland fans to be on board with it. 
I do think you can add Jonathan Aranda and you get a lot closer. And Jacob did also mention possibly a Manny Margot or Ryan Yarborough. I think those are probably going to be out from a payroll perspective. I mean, they've been the the A's have been looking to shed payroll. Uh, and and Yarborough, Margot, I just don't see those guys as being part of the deal, but they're definitely on the table, and I'm sure that they probably think differently than I do. Uh, in just a minute, I want to get to an Oakland proposal, one of Oakland's fans, what they have asked for, and what I think the true answer could be right here on Locked on MLB Prospects. Okay, we're back. So when I posted all of this stuff on Friday on Twitter, and again, the I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. The show account is at Locked On Farm. That's where we posted all this stuff on Friday to solicit opinions. Had an Oakland fan chime in and say the proposal that he would ask for would be Josh Lau. This is Patrick. Josh Lau, Jonathan Aranda, guys we've mentioned, shortstop Carson Williams, and left-hand pitcher Mason Montgomery for Brown and Murphy. So guys we haven't talked about in there yet. Carson Williams, uh, shortstop number four prospect in the system. So now you're getting into, into top 10 guys here. Uh, I think this package is going to ultimately be too rich as is, but I have some changes to make at the end that I think can get this there. So Carson Williams, 2021 first rounder out of high school by the Rays, 6'2", 180, spent the whole season in low A. 252, 347, 471, 19 home runs, 41 extra base hits in 113 games. Struck out 168 times, so plenty of swing and miss in the game, but uh, lots of extra base hits, was 28 of 38 on stolen bases, so did work on the ground as well. Uh, Top five prospect because... He's got a very simple swing that means he doesn't get overwhelmed at the plate. He has the pop, as we've seen, to hit 20 home runs at the big league level. Uh, And I like how he uses the field. I've seen him send the ball into the power alley in right center. I've seen him uh, rip it down the line. He was a pitcher in high school as well, so he's got a good arm, uh, plus arm, with above average hands, good body control, good footwork. I do think that he sometimes gets a little too reliant on, I have a powerful arm. I can just kind of uh, scoop this up and fling it. I don't have to get properly set. I think as he gets a little bit older, as he evolves a little bit more and develops a little bit more, he's going to nail the footwork down and getting the first step, getting the, the, the reads and reactions a little better. But I do think as of now, he projects to be at least average defensively. Again, plus arm above average power, and at least average to above average contact ability. I like how well he he can work a count for being a 19-year-old in low A. So, interesting prospect there. And then left-hand pitcher Mason Montgomery, 2021 sixth rounder out of Texas Tech. He's a lefty. Uh, spent time between high A and double A Montgomery this year. Got a total of 27 games in, so he had a full season workload. He pitched 100 and 13, 113, 123 innings, uh, 210 ERA with 171 strikeouts. So uh, 12.4 strikeouts per nine, just about three walks per nine. 
and a whip of just over one. Um, gave up 11 home runs, but a guy that has become kind of a dominant starter as far as production, ERA, keeping guys off the base paths. Uh, fastball is 90 to 94. He throws it well up in the zone, and it's got a lot of good life to it. So I like that. Uh, he's he has a, a changeup that he's that's getting better, and a slider. The slider is passable. I think the slider can get to average. I think the changeup has the potential of being an above average pitch. But as you can see, even with those pitches not being fully formed, he can make it work. He absolutely can make it work. And so this is a big package. And when you look at this. It comes out to about 53 points. And Patrick made a note that said he thinks that the that Oakland needs to look for a center fielder because Christian Pache ain't it. We've had that conversation before. Uh, outfields and outfielders in general, because there's not any outfielders at the high A level, or I'm sorry, at the, in the high minors, and then third base shortstop types. And so that's why you see Carson Williams fills your your left side of the infield. Um, that's why Josh Lau is in there. And so I think if you're trading two top 10 prospects, which is what the Rays are looking at here from this package, when they see this package, one, they're not getting enough prospects out the door. And two, I don't quite think they're getting enough back for them to be comfortable with this. So my proposal would be take Patrick's package. Josh Lau, Jonathan Aranda, Carson Williams, and Mason Montgomery for Sean Murphy and Seth Brown. The Rays would probably find a way to add in Videl Brujan. I think we've seen at this point that the Rays are not going to find a place for Videl Brujan on their team. They've had multiple opportunities. It has not happened. He's a useful piece. He's not the guy in Tampa Bay. He's not going to be the guy in Tampa Bay. So they're going to find a way to get him moved. And because they add him, I think they're going, you can ask now for something else. I would start my ask with Lawrence Butler. We talked about him on yesterday's show. Uh, First baseman outfielder can play just, you know, can play all over. Um, Has a great combination of power and speed, but you have to work on the swing to get it where it can play in games. I think the Rays can do that. I think the Rays can get that swing. He would give them a power threat as well as the versatility where he can play first base and the outfield. Uh, you know, might be a stretch. I, you know, I think Oakland wants to, they want to decide on him. I think the reason he went to the Arizona Fall League is so they can get another look and they can decide, is he one of our dudes or is he just a guy? And so this deal may depend on how he performs in the Arizona Fall League. But you ask for Lawrence Butler. If they say no, you counter with one of the pitchers. I'm thinking a guy like J.P. Sears is somebody that they might just throw in anyway. He's considered a back half of the top 30. Uh, they He's been traded a couple times. He was the third piece in the Frankie Montes and Lou Trevino trade. But... He's got a fastball in the low 90s. He's got a changeup in the mid 80s, a slider in the low 80s. The fastball looks really good as far as analytically, despite not having great velocity or like elite spin. It's got a lot of uh, it's got a lot of horizontal break to it. The vertical approach angle that it has, 
is is analytically really good, and I I I trust the Rays pitching development to make that into more of a weapon. And then to go along with that, the slider, newer slider, he's still developing that, and yet he gets tons of swings and misses with it. Uh, Changeup is something where it needs a little more spin to it, but he matches arm speeds well with it. It's probably going to be an average pitch, but his control's the thing here. 2.7 walks per nine innings. Doesn't walk a ton of guys. So I think uh, J.P. Sears is somebody you could go out and ask for, and then to go along with that, go find either another pitcher that you like. Um, Ryan Cusick comes to mind. I think being in the top 15, they're probably going to say no on that. You may have to find somebody in the back half of the top 30 who has more analytical traits that you like, you can go out and get. So that's my final package, is Josh Lau, Jonathan Aranda, Carson Williams, Mason Montgomery, and Vidal Bruhan for Sean Murphy, Seth Brown, Lawrence Butler, and J.P. Sears. Don't know if it's going to work, but who knows? If you've made it this far in the video, do us a favor, like... uh, like the video, subscribe, leave us a comment. It really does help the show a ton. If you've made it this far in audio, if you would, go out to the podcast app of your choice, leave us a five-star review, tell us what you like about the show. It really does mean a ton. I do read every single one of those, and we do take your suggestions to heart. Uh, if you have questions for the show or ideas for a trade block, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball, shows on Twitter at Locked on Farm, or you can email us, LockedOnMLBProspects at gmail.com. Until tomorrow, this is has been Locked on MLB Prospects.